All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 10-8-19. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Shea Martin is here today as we recap this weekend's college football action, and then Brian Devine is going to join us to talk about all that went down in the NFL over the weekend. Before we get started, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Come out tonight for $2 tacos and $5 margaritas. All right, let's get it going. All right, Shay, another college football weekend in the books. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing well. I mean, baseball playoffs are on. Great weekend of football. Couldn't ask for much more. We finally reached that point in the sports timeline where it's all happiness from here on out. There really isn't another week of college football dud games. Every single week from now on, we're going to see five or six games that we're really excited about. This past weekend did have some action, not a ton, so we're going to spend way more time on the NFL. Brian's going to join us for that. What is the best thing you saw this past weekend? Well, I have a couple things here. The first one is from the Friday night game, Cincy-UCF. I don't know if you saw this. Cincinnati's Twitter account absolutely roasted UCF to the moon. With uh, the Disney World. The Disney World. Yeah, it's supposed to come out and say it does the whole castle fireworks and it has a Walt Disney Productions, yada, yada. And all I see is you hate to see it. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful roast to UCF. I hate that fan base so much just because of a couple years ago. From the National the Championship National stuff. Champion. There's a lot of it. Like, we hate them from Blake Bortles in the city coming in to – We don't they, talk about that. Yeah, that that was tough. Uh, we were up big in that game, ended up losing it. Probably would have won the title. And then, yeah, the whole National Championship stuff was tough. And then LSU if, beat them in the Fiesta Bowl last year. If social media was what it was, like mid-2000s, late-2000s, Boise State – their fans probably would have been pretty similar. But yeah. I think those Boise teams would kill UCF. Zabransky, Kellen Moore. I was bummed out about that UCF-Cincinnati game because they were supposed to have that black field that they debuted oh, on Twitter. Was, <laughs> and yeah. apparently it was just completely fake. Just fake. And it made sense because they had, like, Bearcat eyes going all the way to, like, the 30-yard lines, and your midfield logo can't surpass the 45 on either side. So everybody was already saying, like, they can do this if they want, but it's super illegal. Wait, are you sure it came past 45? That's what it said on Twitter. In Florida, doesn't it go to the 40s? I have no idea. But I, I thought it was a weird rule because that, that doesn't give you a ton of ground. You know, it's, no. it's just 10 yards. Yeah. But theirs literally went from basically red zone to red zone. Yeah. And it turns Different out that color, it was totally one fake. One end zone was red, one was gray. <laughs> I guess it worked. I guess they psyched UCF out with the black field. You got anything else? The Brian Van Gorder fade? Alive and well. Lock every week. Yep, alive and well. 52-0. It was a 45-point spread covered with ease. It's insane. Bowling Green is just the best team in the country to bet against. It's not even close. I had Notre Dame as an honorable mention for my most impressive team. I mean, it just the fact that we can just bet against Bowling Green every single week and them to just kind of keep that momentum going, really proud of them. I mean, they were minus 46. They won 52 to nothing. And my other most impressive team is Wisconsin. Another shutout gave up zero to Kent State, who we actually briefly touched on on Thursday because they were Bowling Green's most recent opponent. They beat Bowling Green 62-20. to Bowling Green 62 to Kent State, had a bye week, gave up 52 to Notre Dame, and then Kent State goose by Wisconsin. Man, this former Louisville defensive coordinator, Brian Van Gorder, having a job is just fantastic for everyone involved. I don't know how he has a job. What has he done good ever? I could go out there and do what he's doing. I promise I could. Yeah, it, it makes literally no sense. Do you have anything else? That SMU Tulsa three overtime game, 
was actually a lot more exciting than I anticipated. SMU, not a bad team, still undefeated, correct? One of two teams at 6-0 and with Ohio State. That's nuts. And the AAC, quietly kind of a powerhouse, non-conference against the spread. 31-13 and as a conference against the spread against non-conference teams. That's the best in the NCAA. Kind of weird. You wouldn't guess that. No, I mean, you don't, but you love to see the smallest schools get in their town to shine. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely. a big fan. Yeah, I'm not mad at uh, Southern Methodist University, Pony Express. Uh, who'd you have for most impressive and most disappointing? Well, I had Wisconsin, too. Yeah. But mainly because they're Jonathan Taylor, best running back in the country. There's no debate anymore. It's just it's him and the other guys. But their defense, third shutout in five games. They're giving up less than six points a game. That's a pretty good recipe right there. Yeah, I caught a little bit of it. The teams just can't pass the 50-yard line on them. It'll be so interesting to see what they really do against an offense like Ohio State. But, man, this Wisconsin run is nuts. Just giving up zero is is just so different than giving up 10 or 14 Mm. to literally be able to put your third and fourth string in there. Because you know they're doing that at the end of games. And they're literally giving up zero. I mean, they come out there to play. You know, third stringers, they still want to win the game. So they're fighting the whole time. And I, I love to see that. Yep. Uh, most disappointing, who'd you have? Uh, Washington. You know, Jacob Eason came from Georgia, supposed to be the man out here in Washington. They just don't look good. You know, a little over 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But out of that, I think he had 208 yards, 171 were to one guy. And, I mean, the Pac-12, man, they're just. I had Washington as well. Pat's stat, it stays alive. The top 15 team does lose to an unranked opponent. Stanford knocks them off, 23-13. The Pac-12 is dead they very much should consider paying players. 100%. The state of California, they're going to have some studs. I'm excited (laughs) for that. Yeah, that that should change the narrative on the Pac-12. But it might be just the Pac-12 or just the California schools. Who knows? Check out me and Lauren Beal's Fair Pay to Play Act episode for Red Talk. You'll learn a lot more about it. Shay, one thing stood out to me about this weekend, and I think it's pretty obvious to everybody out there, Louisville. Louisville got an ACC win for the first time since 2017. It was glorious. They've already surpassed last season's win total. And I know it's just Boston College, but I'm excited about it. So my question for you is, are the cards back? One million trillion percent. No doubt about it. As long as our defense plays better, we'll be back. Has to get better (laughs) for sure, but... The offensive passing game that we've had has been non-existent for most of this year in comparison to the rest. And last year. Oh, oh, for sure last (laughs) year. But we totaled 664 total yards in that game, which is the most that Boston College has literally ever given up in the history of the program. It's nuts. Javian Hawkins, dude's a godsend, 172 yards. And finally, these receivers that we talked about preseason being the strongest position group on the team, or at least in the top three in that category, Des Fitzpatrick, Seth Dawkins, Tutu Atwell, all over 100 yards receiving. The quarterbacks were fine. You know, like we, we still are looking for more. It's understandable. But Malik Cunningham goes out there, changes his name. He's now Mikhail Cunningham, looks a lot better, still a little injury prone, but Evan Conley comes in, does the job, 428 yards passing total. It's just crazy, these coaches, how impressive they are looking at where we were at last year to where we're at in week six of the college football season. It's nuts. No, I mean, they look great. I don't know what it was, like what came over them, the offense specifically, but we had six guys tally over 100 total yards passing, running, or receiving. That's never been done before Louisville. And whether or not Boston College's defense is all that great, we still had to go out there and do it. You know, they're still all on scholarship. So are our guys. So I'm happy with what we did. They're not. And our defense definitely didn't look great. 
it seemed to be holes in the middle of the field. I feel like we covered the sidelines really well, but just when they found those big tight ends in the we middle of the field. We just don't cover the tight ends. Yeah. It, I don't know why. It's a lot of miscommunication, but Dylan, who's on the podcast all the time, texted me, said that Boston College is number six in total offense in the whole country coming into this game. So, I mean, just winning that game, regardless of who Boston College has played, who they end up truly being, it's a team that beat us by 18 last year. Last season, they, it's a team that came into Cardinal Stadium and beat us with Lamar Jackson. It's just reasonable to be excited about seeing this Louisville football program kind of turn the corner, just be better than what they have been. And I'm really excited, and I saw and heard that the cards are back, and I'm excited about it. Sue me. Definitely. I mean, yeah, just overall, A.J. Dillon, too. I think he had 118 yards, but we contained him. Like, that's a containment of him. Absolutely. That's great. <laughs> you live with it. The whole process of the game was so exhausting, so back and forth. We just survived, though. It would have just been the most Louisville thing ever if Tyler Haycraft wouldn't have recovered that fumble to set up Blanton Creaky for that game-winning field goal. What a kick. We had four players on the All-ACC Team of the Week. Most of any ACC team. I'm so proud of these guys. I love it. I mean, they showed fight. You know, that's one thing that we had none of last year, but they showed a ton of fight. It only gets tougher from here. It gets tougher for the cards. It gets tougher for everybody else in college football. Week seven lines that we're looking ahead, they're out. I got a few for you here. LSU minus 13 and a half against Florida at home. My sister and her boyfriend Clark are going to be going. Hard to see LSU not winning the game and covering with them in the house. UofL plus six and a half at Wake Forest. 7.30 night game. Opened up at nine. The public is all over the cards. UK minus six and a half against Arkansas. A lot of question marks at quarterback for UK. Our Cats friends are really saying that they're going to put wide receiver Lynn Bowden out there as QB1 for this game. I'm not buying it until I see it. Clemson minus 26 against Florida State at home. Oklahoma minus 9.5 against Texas. Bama minus 18 at Texas A&M. Penn State minus 3 at Iowa. That's all coming at you on Saturday. What a phenomenal weekend of sports. I am thrilled for this weekend. I mean, this is one of the best football weekends probably we've had all year. And I just can't wait to... Really be lazy and watch almost all yep, of them. Just sit with multiple TVs and take it all in. It's going to be great. Just a huge weekend for my teams, for all teams. It, it's going to be fantastic, and it's just not going to slow down. We have this weekend, then next weekend, we have Louisville-Clemson at Cardinal Stadium. Great times are ahead. And the cars are back, so I wouldn't be surprised if we make some noise against Clemson. I wouldn't be surprised if we are at least a 26, 27-point underdog and we don't make much noise. But if we beat Wake Forest, I'm just fine. If we beat Wake Forest, that's four wins. That's more than Vegas had. That's double what we had last year. That puts us over on our win total. And we still have games against struggling programs like Syracuse, like NC State, like Miami of Florida now. Didn't look great this past weekend. Lost at home. They were like minus 13 and a half at, at home against Virginia Tech lose outright these are winnable games and so is wake forest wake for i mean they're all winnable games we just have to play 60 minutes of football that's all there is to it if we don't we're not gonna win them we're not good enough to just play 30 minutes and win yeah i would agree and it's just so crazy to think about possibly taking a bowl trip with this team this year i don't want to get ahead of myself but that's what we do as louisville fans we're not gonna make the playoff the cards didn't fall our way but the cards they are back they're back and they're looking good. I like those uni Saturday, too. Big fan. You like the Muhammad Ali? I like the all white. The red gloves was what got me. It really stood out. 
I like our red most. Like I like when we wear red at home the most, but I didn't mind the white uniforms because it gave me a chance all day to say she want to get married tonight, but I can't take a knee because I'm wearing all white. And then the cards took a knee at home to win the game for the first time in uh, damn near two years. And I, oh, I mean, I was thrilled. I was so happy. I was sitting there so stressed. Like I was like, we're gonna we're gonna screw this up somehow. We're gonna Louisville this game away, and we didn't. We sure didn't. Cards are back. <laughs> All right, guys, NFL time. Big week. A ton of money line upsets in the NFL. What stood out to you guys about week five? Shay, why don't you get us started? These Sunday night games have been crummy. I mean, I just can't lie. What was this, week five? Week two was pretty good with the Eagles and uh, uh, Falcons. But besides that, man, I mean, they've been pretty boring. It's bad this week, too, isn't it? Steelers with Devlin Hodges at the helm traveling to the Chargers. I don't like that. It's flex time, I heard. I want. I'd love to see the Skins Dolphins get flexed to that eight twenty game. I'd be all in. It's absolute torture. They keep putting us through these Sunday night games where they just go under so drastically. The Cowboys Saints game was just such a war to stay awake during. The Chiefs Colts. It was the same, and it was a war that I didn't win. Once the Dodgers went up by a few runs, I just couldn't do it anymore, and it bums me out because it looked like it was an exciting ending. Did you stay up watch the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it it looked like it was setting up for a good ending, but. Chiefs didn't get the ball after the onside, and then Mahomes just didn't look himself. Yeah, I was seeing some tweets in the first quarter that he was the best quarterback to ever play from Austin Bickett, and they scored 13. He's thrown one touchdown in the last eight quarters. That's not good for me and my Pat Mahomes to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns at plus 400. I think he's still first, though. Oh, well, that's good. First or second. He's Love right. that. Well, he, he didn't compete much with Teddy. Brian, welcome to the show. You're here. You took in a lot of NFL yesterday. Your fantasy team was ranked second going into yesterday, and mine was ranked first. And it looks like you're going to beat me by 50-plus, which, you know, I don't know why we talk about fantasy football. is kind of stupid. But what stood out to you about NFL Week 5? First, I want to thank you, Will, for uh, having the courage to have me on here after uh, a rough day yesterday. But Week 5, uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me was, uh, piggyback off you all a little bit, was the Chiefs uh, outing they had last night. You know, they're probably a top three team before last night. Uh, Mahomes, probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Certainly didn't look at last night. Um, a lot of issues on offense. They're clearly banged up. Watkins got injured in, like, I think it was the first quarter. Yep. So, they're already down Tyreek Hills. Pretty pretty slim on the, on the wide receivers they have right now, which probably contributed to that a little bit. But... Uh, I think the other factor that uh, I haven't heard talked about much is the pressure the Colts were able to get on uh, Mahomes. It was every play. Almost every play. They also they, – they, I think he was the second quarter or maybe early third. He tweaked his ankle a little bit and was hobbled. Seemed like it had a, some sort of effect on him uh, for the rest of the game. Only finished with – I think they had 13, 13 points. 13 points. That's got to be a season low. They definitely look mortal at this point. The whole thing where they're really injured is a factor. Damian Williams was back last night, but he still looked hurt. This offense is designed for speed and a lot of it, and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins are just a lot faster than this Pringle guy, than this Demarcus Robinson. And the, these guys are still having decent games out there. The offense just doesn't look as dynamic, and I'm so happy you said that about the pressure because Mahomes is running for his life, and he's not the kind of quarterback that's going to just like step up in the pocket and get rid of the ball. Like He's going to dance. He's going to become a basketball player and start running around like crazy. And it worked in the first quarter. You saw that awesome play where he ran backwards 20 yards and ran up and threw a touchdown, and he's running around like a soccer player that just scored a goal. And then from that point, there's a bunch of non-highlight plays where he just got sacked on stuff like that. 
Uh, for this week, though, I have a few things. The Packers are back. They look really good. They, they look tough. They look like they completely figured out that they should run the ball when they're inside the 10-yard line. The Saints figured out their offense with Teddy, which is great. The Broncos and Cardinals won football games. But what a Sunday for pro Louisville Cardinals. Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback on the best DraftKings lineup of the weekend. Great day. Only started in 2% of DraftKings lineups. Ends up being the guy. Lamar didn't look great. Survived, though. Got a huge division win. Jair Alexander had a pick for the Packers. Set the tone against Dallas. Reggie Bonifant had a 59-yard touchdown. First NFL touchdown for him. Sheldon Rankins with a sack. And in the MLB, Shea. I mean, how about Adam Duvall? Game-winning hit in the eighth to take a 2-1 lead for the Braves against the Cardinals. What a weekend for our pro cards. They look great. I mean, I was... You know, super hyped for Teddy and Lamar as always. Jair looked good. Sheldon looked good. Reggie, awesome to see him finally get his first touchdown. Then, yeah, Duvall, grown up in Louisville, played at Beachmont. That was just awesome to see him. That's two games in a row. He's gotten two RBI for the Braves in the NLDS, and I love to see it. Butler Bear, and it's hard to believe that without the NBA, we may have just had our best pro sports day for Louisville in the history of time. I, I can't think of one that even compares. Yeah, definitely not in recent years. No, and I mean so. we've we have more people in professional leagues now than we ever have. Right. So, I don't think we've like had Louisville baseball players in the pros before. Yeah, it was <laughs> really impressive. And you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's Raw's guy. He's on both of your fantasy teams. I played him twice this week. I got my teeth kicked in twice by him. Is he a system running back though? You know, I mean Reggie Bonifan gets in there. I'm thinking he might be a system running back. Bonifant gets you know two carries the whole season. They finally give him a carry. He's gone as well. What do y'all think? I think that was just a factor of them not expecting Reggie to maybe get that carry there or maybe go in a different direction other than up the middle. It was pretty wide open. He didn't really break many tackles, which I guess plays to your point. But after watching, I watched that game probably the most out of any other game. And McCaffrey, I would love to see how many tackles he broke yesterday. It had to be seven or more. I mean, every single time the guy touched the ball, he was shaking and baking, getting around guys. He looked incredible, if you ask me. And that long run, yeah, he didn't really get touched. But, I mean, you got to have the speed to get 82 yards down the field. Yeah, totally kidding. McCaffrey looks like a damn superhero out there. It really sucks to go against him in any capacity. I did take the Panthers, so it was bittersweet for me, no doubt. But Bonifan, really cool. Interviewed after the game. He, he talked about how his dad was really emotional after he scored his first Louisville touchdown. His dad passed away while he was at Louisville. He said his dad probably would have passed out not been able to handle his 59-yard touchdown. Awesome for a trendy high school guy and a Louisville Cardinal who literally played all positions at Louisville, was probably one of the more underrated Louisville Cardinal athletes of our lives. Huge win at Notre Dame. Awesome to see him get in the end zone yesterday. Let's break down all these games, all kinds of upsets. Oakland and Chicago, we're going to start in London. The Raiders win outright. Shea, who could have seen this coming? Not me. Definitely not me. But that was a, I had this written down. Are the Raiders going to do this? Are we Are they are doing we good? This? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was like, man, you know, they're, they're second in the division now because the Chargers do not look good at all. And, I mean, Gruden, the guys believe in him. So, if Derek Carr stays healthy and plays well, Josh Jacobs ranked the best rookie so far, and he's just absolutely killing it. And the defense, they played Chase Daniel. You know, not a great QB, but they look good. Yeah, and they won outright, which I correctly predicted. No big deal. Josh Jacobs was fantastic. And that's one of the guys they got back from the Khalil Mack trade. The whole John Gruden idea looks a lot better now. And it's hard to imagine they're not going to hire Jay Gruden. If you can't get another job, you think that helps? Helps where? <laughs> I, I know. I just, I, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Helps him? It, I mean, it's going to happen, man. 
probably. I mean, a third Gruden on the staff with along with Deuce. Yeah, tough yeah. week for Jay Gruden. He had the video come out of him smoking cigarettes at the bar and then him sitting on the ground with a young lady looked to be about two years younger than me and then lost his job at 5 a.m. We'll talk about him more. Brian, what did you see from the Raiders-Bears? Yeah, so I love to see that. The Raiders have kind of been doing their own thing as far as personnel goes, dropping Khalil Mack for the first-round pick, which ended up being Josh Jacobs, who had a career day yesterday. They also had Antonio Brown in the preseason, uh, a guy that, you know, everybody knows about him, seen the drama. He thinks he's, you know, got some sort of handle on these teams like they need him. But in reality, we've all seen, you know, maybe they don't need him as badly as, sure. as he thinks. And Tyrell Williams also didn't play and they still managed to get the offense going. It's very impressive to see Gruden be able to bring a team along like this. So happy that you said that. Tyrell Williams was the only receiver that had a touchdown in each game going into week five. He doesn't play. That was a huge loss. That actually upped the line. They were five and a half. The Bears were five and a half pretty much all week. It went up to six and a half the morning of the game, and that was the only major personnel change that happened. It's the second time in NFL history that a team has been up 17-0 at half, down by the end of the third quarter, and ended up winning the game. It was really impressive, and the Raiders tried to give them the game, give the game away with that fumble going across the goal line. And then that man, Derek Carr, DC Comics, goes 97 yards against the Midway Monsters. Wow. I mean, Khalil, they were talking revenge game. I don't. I didn't hear him do anything. You know. I think he recovered a fumble. Not enough, though. Not enough, clearly. Yeah. Not I, to get beat by the Raiders. I think the Raiders just really wanted that game. And like you said, Shay, I mean, that division is wide open now. The Chargers do not look good. The Broncos got their first win over the weekend. The Chiefs at least look mortal. I don't think the Raiders are going to win the AFC West by any means, but I don't think it's wrong to consider the Raiders as a decent team. Think about last week. The Raiders go to Indianapolis, win 31-17. to Suddenly that win looks a lot more impressive too after the Colts go into Kansas City and win that game outright. I love what the Raiders are doing. Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Lamar could have been better here, guys. 160 yards passing, three picks, bad picks, ugly oh, football game. Well, one was really bad. One Boyle dove, and I don't even know how the Steelers got caught that ball. And then the other one's maybe his fault, too. But <laughs> you know what he did walk away with? A dub. A win in a really big spot, because if he loses that game, the Pitts- Pittsburgh Steelers are right back in the conversation. The Ravens win the game. They're back in the driver's seat of the AFC North. Brian, what would you think about this one? Yeah, I agree with Shea on the on the whole interception deal there. The one Lamar threw right before the half basically gave the Steelers three points. That was really bad. Should have seen it the whole way. One of the worst picks you'll see in the NFL. One of his picks was the the risky throw across the middle. Uh, I think it would have been in the red zone had they completed. The guy had it in his hands. I don't know if it was Boyle or I think Boyle Hayden or Hurst or maybe. Yeah, one of the huge white tight ends. The Ravens yeah, have. he had it in his hands, and I think it was Devin Bush took it right away from him. It was a great play by him. Not really a catch either. Yeah, use the ground. <laughs> yeah, not Pretty catch. obvious there. Yeah, don't know what a catch is at all, but – Really impressed with the Ravens. I knew that my fantasy day against you was over, Brian, because you had Lamar and Hollywood Brown. And I was thinking, oh, he started Hollywood Brown. He'll do nothing. And then they connected for a touchdown. Everybody else in your lineup scored two. Tough scene for me overall. But really happy to see the Ravens win that game. It just hang in there. Survive. Because the Steelers now look like they're in a really bad spot. Mason Rudolph is at least not going to play this week. Maybe not for a while. A wild injury that resulted in his face mask being off. Shea, you said the uh, cart died. Yeah, well, that's if you saw him stumbling off the field, kind of. It was because the they brought out the the injury cart, and once he got on the field, they took the stretcher off, and 
Well, it didn't start again, so they had to roll it off the field. Rudolph was stumbling off the field without his face mask, and that poor guy just looked. He probably thought he was still playing for Oklahoma State. Like he had no idea where he was. Yeah, and you got to be prepared for stuff like that. You got to make sure your injury cart works. You got to make sure your backup quarterback maybe isn't an undrafted rookie from Samford University, Devlin Hodges. Honestly, Devlin wasn't that bad. I'm not hating on Devlin. I'm just saying you Google and you see who that's coming in, and you're thinking probably not winning this game. But another huge Juju Smith-Schuster fumble kills the Steelers. That was a huge game. That could have turned the Steelers' season around, and now I think you're probably looking at a team that gets four wins tops. I know it worked out for them, but Mike Tomlin, they get the they win the coin toss in overtime and elect to play defense? Bold. What kind of move is that? Bold, but it did work. I mean, yeah, they I mean, got the it, ball it back, worked, but like, and they just needed a field goal. Jeez, <laughs> that's risky. Speak to the confidence the big play, he had. The big play the Ravens can get, I mean, one pass – that's that's it, you know. Yeah, they were shutting them down though. That uh, Steelers secondary dominated the Ravens receiving core. Very few guys open in Lamar's defense, but I don't know. Blueprint on the Ravens may be out. We'll see. They are matched up with the NFC West this year. Really tough schedule for the Ravens. It's hard to see. Yeah, they got the Bengals next. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Bengals. They're fair by twelve there, so they should win that one. They're in the driver's seat again. Uh, Chargers, Broncos. This is an atrocity that we have to talk about this without Austin or Dylan here. But Austin's not here today. He's celebrating somewhere in Europe, I think, because his pinky is safe. The Broncos have won a game. Austin will not be cutting off his pinky. The Broncos beat the Chargers outright. Shay, why don't you just speak for Dylan? What do you think Dylan would have said? Well, Dylan would probably say something like, oh, the Chargers are good. I don't know what happened. But in reality, Chargers are terrible. Phillip Rivers looks older than dirt. Melvin Gordon came back, didn't do anything. Austin Eckler caught 15 balls for 86 pa- or 86 yards. Why don't we like throw the ball downfield? Oh wait, you can't. Phillip Rivers can't throw the ball. I mean, it looks like his arms out of socket when he's throwing the ball. They got the best receiver in the game, arguably, Keenan Allen. But what did he do yesterday? Not much. Nothing, because yeah. he can't get the ball. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. You'd think the Melvin Gordon stuff would help them, but and Melvin Ingram sat out yesterday. This is a team that's just really banged up. I can tell from Dylan's tweets that he's pissed about it. He hates the play calling. And he wants them to get healthy. Oh, he also doesn't like the He's kicker. Not a fan of the kicker. Yep, doesn't like the kicker at all. Uh, Brian, what would you see from this one? I saw the Broncos' defense really showed up for the first time in the season. They did a fantastic job of not allowing any run after the catch. It's something that the Chargers do a lot, throwing it to Eckler, Keenan Allen. They always try to set them up in open field, let them run. Um, Broncos did a fantastic job tackling. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, though, is the Melvin Gordon-Eckler um, timeshare, which is what I think it'll become. If you look at their efficiency – Melvin Gordon averages around four yards per carry, and Eckler is up to around five yards per carry. And we already know that Eckler is a much more efficient receiver. I 100%. mean, those wheel routes he catches down the sideline, you know, I don't know if Melvin Gordon would be capable of that sort of a play. And he's clearly faster in the, in the receiving game. He's got better hands. I'm not sure that Melvin Gordon will be the bell cow when he comes back, which is going to disappoint a lot of fantasy owners, but probably should have traded him when yeah, he had the chance. Definitely. And, and Melvin Gordon is no doubt a good guy to have on your team, but. It's really interesting to see what the Chargers are going to do because Eckler really might be better than him, just straight up as a football player. And their offense. Yeah, you know, it's fair. I'm not going to say he's going to do that for all 32 teams, but in that offense, looks like Eckler's the guy. I would agree. I hope Dylan is willing to bet his pinky on something. I'm going to try to get him to bet it on whether the Chargers make the playoffs or not. I don't even know if they'll get eight wins. We'll see. He's going to hate to hear that. Packers, Cowboys, hand up. I missed this one. The Packers win 34-24. to Should have been by way more than this. 
Pass me the bottle. Mr. Aaron Jones. Dude, absolutely snapped. They ran their offense through him. Four touchdowns. God, this offense rolled. Dak didn't. Brian, what did you see from this one? Yeah, man, that, that Green Bay running game was – I haven't seen them run the ball like that, and it feels like our a lifetime. long time. Yeah, like that Ahmad Green maybe. An unbelievable performance uh, from not only Aaron Jones, but also their offensive line. He had plenty of room to run. One thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Dak against winning teams is – Five and nine with 23 touchdowns, 18 turnovers, and 40 sacks. Um, he also had zero yards on third down against Green Bay this week, which is probably the craziest stat I've heard. Dak just doesn't look smooth back there. And that's just a, you know another cruel fucking thing about our fantasy game. I start Aaron Rodgers over Dak. His team kicks the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers, eight fantasy points. Dak's terrible. Ends up with 22. That sucks. All right, sorry. Back to the game. But... Packers, uh, they might be back. They might be the best team in the NFC. I don't know who the best team in the NFC is. I, I really don't, but I really don't think it's the Cowboys. The, they just don't seem to have their offense figured out. Amari Cooper and Gallup ended up having great games. The Packers sure figured out that defense, though, quickly. Oh, I mean, they were all over it. I don't know what it was. Like, Aaron Jones, that's part of my most impressive of the week. Four touchdowns against the Cowboys. That's unreal, unheard of. Cowboys play the three worst teams in football. They kill them. Okay. But, you know, they go and play the Saints without Drew Brees. They still – their defense looked great. You they know? did, yes. Didn't give up a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers comes into town and just dismantles them from the first quarter on. You know, they they went up so big, they got to just coast that third and fourth quarter like they wanted to. Yep, Aaron Rodgers definitely owns the Cowboys. I think it's safe to say Aaron Jones scored and said it was his house into the camera several times. So, yeah, it's just looking a lot like a classic Aaron Carter house party in – Cowboy Stadium, anytime Rodgers and Jones decide to come to town. Saints, Bucks, Teddy B. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. How about him? He looks comfortable. He looks like a starting quarterback in the NFL. Michael Thomas is absolutely thriving with him under center. Are the Saints back? I don't know if Brees has a job to come back to, if we're being honest. Here. That's a little ridiculous. <laughs> no, but really, Teddy, I mean, this is why you pay your backup. He's coming out there. He's not just winning games for you. He's the reason they're winning. Like, he, he played fantastic. What, he had 314, four touchdowns. He had one pick. That didn't look great. But I'll take four touchdowns, 300 yards every single week. Yeah, and Kamara did not dominate this game oh, by no means. And that that's kind of the superhero of this offense. But the Saints have really good skill guys. I just was waiting to see it from guys other than Michael Thomas. But Teddy spread the ball around. You got Ted Ginn in the end zone, which is hard to do. I'm pretty sure Ted Ginn is like 42. Yeah, I mean, and what – He's, he was throwing the ball downfield, too. It wasn't just these little dink passes, a couple screens here and there. He was letting it go downfield, and he was hitting his guys. So, I love to see that. I him. love it. Brian Saints, what do you think? Yeah, similar thoughts here. They really let Teddy get into a rhythm for once, and he really was throwing the ball down the field a lot. Made some of the best throws I've seen him make in the NFL. Albeit, he had some easier down the field throws. Bucks defense isn't awesome. But he also threw it in some tight windows, 20, 30 yards down the field. Mike Thomas helped him out a bit, but... That's to be expected. He's one of the best in the league. He also tied a career high, as you said, four touchdowns, tied his career high. Uh, it's definitely his best game in a, in a Saints uniform, without a doubt. I do think Breeze will have a job when he comes back, <laughs> but it might be short-lived. It might be over by the end of the season for him. Hopefully they can make a run, win a Super Bowl. He retires, and then it's Teddy's team, and that would be great moving forward. It's a great team. There's nothing to say that Teddy couldn't maybe take them to a Super Bowl in a year or two. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely possible. They have all the pieces there. I loved watching it, too. It was it was awesome to watch Teddy do that well and then listen to the crowd, you know, chanting his name. Oh, man, that man. just gave me chills, you saying that. And Shay, you know, you're a Vikings fan. Teddy Bridgewater 
can play in the NFL. He can be really good. But we just didn't know how he'd kind of respond from his leg literally being at a point where it could have fallen off. That's a career-ending injury for a lot of players. And that was one thing I was uncertain about watching Teddy play these last few weeks is, is that mobility ever going to come back? Is he ever going to look comfortable and not like make me hold my breath that he won't get hurt? And this week was the first time that I was like, oh, my God, this guy is back. He's playing real Teddy Bridgewater football right now. I wish he was our quarterback so bad. Now I just got to get myself through another Kirk Cousins, another Kirk Cousins season. You know, Shay, let's talk about the uh, Vikings-Giants real quick since you said that. Your team rolled 28-10. 28-10, easy victory against a below 500 team. Imagine that. Are you guys back? Uh, they were a 500 team, not below. Oh, sorry. Come on now. All right. I hope we're back. But, man, we got a tough one this week. Philly's coming to town. Last year we went to Philly, beat him with Kirk. You know, that did happen. A healthy win, so we got that. But the Eagles are playing some really good football right now. Diggs is still, you know, he he said he wants to be in Minnesota. I hope he stays in Minnesota. And if we can get Dalvin running again against these Eagles and let Kirk air it out a little bit, you know, who's to say we're not going to win this game? I'll tell you what, Thielen rolled. You guys are minus two and a half against the Eagles this upcoming weekend, one of the best games on the slate. It's just Kirk Cousins being favored against a team over 500. And if Austin Bickett has taught me anything in this life, it's that I have to take the Eagles on Sunday. So I'm sorry. I mean, if you want to take the Eagles, that's fine. I just I hope you don't lose money. Okay. Well, thank you. I hopefully won't since Kirk Cousins is playing a team that's above 500. Hey, for all we know, Kirk gets hurt. And then Sean Mannion might come in and win Sean Mannion. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen Sean Mannion before. That's enough. Uh, Brian, what would you think of the Giants-Vikings? Yeah, so going into this game, I kind of had a feeling Thielen was going to get a lot more targets, obviously, yeah. with the conversations that were happening on Monday, I think it was, where he was basically calling out Kirk Cousins for missing him on when he was wide open. And Cousins kind of relayed the same feeling that he missed him and kind of had a feeling that they were going to be looking his way a little more, which they did. And he made some great plays, a couple of great catches, scored a couple touchdowns, really carried their passing attack. Dalvin Cook had another great game. Vikings running game is maybe the best I've ever seen it. I mean, they're, they're ripping off 100-yard games like – Every single week, it feels like. Dalvin Cook's been an absolute fantasy stud. Um, the thing that I'm afraid of for the Vikings, though, with the running game is Dalvin Cook's prone to injury. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know the last time he's played a full season going back to college, because even in college he was hurting all the Absolutely. time. I know he hasn't played a full season in the NFL. First year he tore his ACL in like the fourth game. Last year he didn't really have a serious injury, but was he missed probably three or four games at least. This year he hasn't missed a game yet. He's looked completely healthy the whole time. Looked like an unbelievable player. The player everybody knew he was, but you just have to have that thought in the back of your mind if, if you're a Vikings fan, you know, how long is this going to hold up with this kind of usage? Definitely. He's been a guy in the past that's killed fantasy owners because he gets drafted really high and then you can't use him for half the year or even more than that. And now he's saving teams everywhere because his draft stock was lower this year because everybody was afraid of that. And now, what's he like, RB2 right now? Like the second best running back? Going into this week he was, yeah. That's, and he had another great game. Panthers, Jags, the best running back in professional football resides in Carolina. They win 34-27. Great game. Jags definitely have a lot of fight to them. This game was phenomenal to watch. It may have been my favorite 1 o'clock time slot game. I mean, he had everything. Had Minshew mania. Had McCaffrey just showing everybody he might not only be the best running back in the league, but he's going for MVP this year. Yeah. I mean, there's a stat I saw. He has more scrimmage yards already through uh, five games than Zeke and Todd Gurley have combined. By I think like forty five yards. That's unreal. Like th those are running backs one and two every year. If somebody tells you that a full year, year and a half ago, 
you're you're not you're no, not you're, buying it. You laugh in their face. But they, he's on pace right now. He's averaging 173 scrimmage yards per game, which would set the record by, I think, 11 yards. And that was by Priest Holmes in, I think, 2001 or two. So, you know, I drafted him third overall. So, as long as this keeps up, I love every second. The Panthers look great. They seem to just run their offense entirely through him, which they should do. They weren't doing that before. That Thursday night game where they lost to the Bucks, Cam Newton was awful. He was terrible. And ever since he's been out – there's just been this focus on it's been two plays. Let's get McCaffrey the ball, and it usually doesn't even go two plays. Kyle Allen is just solid. The Jags are solid too. This was just a good game, Brian. This is uh, the main reason that you kicked. It, so go nuts. I could talk about Christian's performance all day. You, you love to see that sort of stuff. Panthers, they know that he's their guy. He's going to be the one that carries them to the promised land, and they just relied on him. It's kind of scary how many touches he's getting per game. You know how long can a guy that size hold up? He's given me no reason in the past to make me think he's injury prone, but you know, a guy that size typically doesn't last that long with that many touches. So just gotta hope he holds up on that front. Another thing that I am very curious about is what's gonna happen when Cam Newton comes back. He would probably start, I would assume if he's fully healthy, he starts a game, but he's gonna be on the hot seat. Like it's totally different watching Kyle Allen out there. You watch the first two games with Cam, he's just missing wide open guys like every every drive it felt like, it like and screams, it would kill drives. Screams off the TV to you yeah. that he's bad. Just horribly missed throws to wide open guys, and Kyle Allen is pretty consistent. I mean, he's not a great down the field threat, but if he's hitting the easy throws underneath and Christian McCaffrey is playing like he is, they're a really solid team. Probably not you know Super Bowl caliber, but. Maybe they could get there with a little more progression from Kyle Allen. You never really know. But, yeah, I'll be really curious to see the Cam Newton situation. He might be on his way out after this year. I would think so. And you definitely weren't even thinking playoffs for the Panthers after they lost that Thursday night game to the Bucks. And now all they've done is win pretty much. And Kyle Allen, how can you take him out? How can you take him out when you're only winning games? They That's going to be really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I have no idea what they're going to do. Cam Newton is a hero in Carolina regardless of how he plays. I mean, he took them to a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl that they really should have won. And now it just looks like that era is completely over and they have the offense totally figured out without him. I don't know what they're going to do when he comes back. I mean, you could say the same too now for Jacksonville. Yeah. If Nick Foles is healthy week 11 and Minshew's got him, I don't know, 6-5, and 7-4 maybe even, you going to take him out? I don't think he can. I mean, he's playing good. His team isn't great. Doesn't have really a big name receiver, but Chark and Westbrook. I mean, they're they're carrying the load out there with Fournette in the backfield. I don't see why you take him out. <laughs> yeah, these two teams are in best case scenario for the backup quarterback outside of paying them, like you said, for Teddy. Because I mean, these guys kind of fell into their lap. They're later draft picks, and they've just been solid. They know the offense. You can tell that they were ready to go when their time came. It's just a really impressive game from both these teams. Really enjoyed watching it. A game that people probably didn't enjoy watching much. We got the Cardinals against the Bengals. Battle of the winless. Kyler Murray prevails. These teams are bad. The Cardinals are just a little better. Do you all agree? Yeah, I'd say so. Kyler Murray's the best player on the field. I definitely got that vibe. He's still like a little small and just his speed doesn't burst off your TV like it did in college. But it's enough. That's true, but I was watching it and it felt like a couple of the tackles he was breaking was strictly because he was so small. He's just ducking under these guys. Like, for the touchdown he scored, I think it was in the second quarter or something like that, he, like, ducked under. It was a one-on-one straight to the edge, and he just juked him and just ducked under his tackle like it was like it was nothing. I mean, it's it's cool that he can go win an NFL game on the road. I, I said on Friday's show that there was no way the Bengals should be favored by more than a field goal against any NFL team, so give me the Cardinals. And that kind of proved to be true. The spread was pretty accurate. The Cardinals only won by three, but Kyler Murray, best player on the field, 
and that really helps when it's at quarterback, and the other team's quarterback is Andy Dalton. Shay, what did you see from this one? Yeah, pretty much the only reason that I saw this game besides red zone was uh, Tyler Boyd on my team. Played great. 10 catches, 123, a touchdown. Love to see that of him. Finally some production. But overall, yeah, that game was just in the 20s scoring, but it was still boring to watch. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. The teams are not good. Yeah, they're not. Tyler Boyd's good, whatever. He's on Brian's team as well. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he scored almost all of his points in the second half. Yeah. I think he had like 1.5 I stopped checking the app after McCaffrey scored his third touchdown. Yeah, I was very disappointed in him uh, about at halftime, and then I check it at the end of the game, and he's just got 28. When he doesn't score, it's just because of the team he's on. Like, the dude's got incredibly strong hands and great moves, and he seems to be not open a lot of the times when he catches the ball he just makes the play the Bengals have really good players at random spots for them to be as bad as they are are they gonna win a game they'll win a game I don't know who because if you don't beat the Cardinals at home I don't know who you're gonna beat they play the Dolphins they'll beat somebody they're not supposed to they might I mean they could beat the Steelers later in the year when they come to Cincy we'll see Texans Falcons over 53-32 that's a score gami another one Never had that score in the NFL. Love to see that. Texans absolutely roll. And as you all know from being my friend, where there's a will, there's a way. Will Fuller has the third best fantasy game of all positions in the last 10 years. That is super nuts. This offense gets busy with no running back. What'd you all see here? Yeah, basically what you said there, the Houston's offense just got going. Deshaun Watson, loved him since college. He's that winning culture. He's just got it instilled in him. He knows how to win. Uh, we'll see how far it takes him in the NFL. But, yeah, yesterday it just it showed. I mean, he was throwing the ball all over the place. Will Fuller, you know, he's not even like – he doesn't even really seem like, you know, like you said, the best top three performance in the last ten years. I mean, think about all the guys that have come and win in the NFL, yeah. all the talent that was there. I mean, yeah, that's even if it's just be, one game. Yeah, it's got to at least be a, somewhat of a testament to Deshaun Watson's ability to get him the ball. Other than that, Atlanta's defense is – Probably the worst in, in the NFL. If you're if you got a guy in fantasy going up against their defense, I don't care who it is. You got to start them. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter. I cannot believe they seriously dropped fifty three on them. They have dudes on their defense. Vic Beasley, Deion Jones in the middle, and it just doesn't matter. Deshaun Watson gives those sweet post game press conferences where he uses all these big football terms, and he basically said Hopkins was double teamed all day. So I just looked for Fuller and Fells are tied in to win one on one matchups, and they did. He found them at the right times. Yeah, this was under my one of my most impressive too was just the Will Fuller Deshaun Watson connection. What, what did Fuller have? Fourteen catches, two seventeen, three touchdowns. I mean, insane stat line. But to go along with that, most disappointed. I mean, the Falcons. What the hell? Yeah. Are y'all really this bad? Terrible team. You lose by three touchdowns on the road when you score 32 points? Dan Quinn, how many more weeks? One? He can't lose another game. One tops. He can't lose another game. They took that absolutely defeated Neal at the end of the game, too. After just being down 21 on the road, you take a knee, you get out of there. Things for the Falcons have collapsed. They are probably going to finish last in the NFC South. I mean, they look like the worst team. I don't yeah. think it's close either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're bottom five in most power rankings. You just wouldn't see that coming from them. Redskins-Patriots, this game was 12-7 at half. I was freaking out. The Patriots were my best bet of the day when Sunday actually came around, which, you know, from the time we did give our picks on the podcast, so much changes in my mind. The wheels get to turn, and I get convinced by all kinds of random different things. It's 12-7 at half. I'm freaking out. Patriots calmly win 33-7, and then the Redskins fire their coach at 5 a.m., they are minus three and a half this weekend at Miami. How fun is that going to be? Well, Dwayne Haskins isn't starting, 
So that's kind of a bummer. Is that confirmed? Because yeah, that's there. I just actually was watching the TV. Their interim coach said he will not be starting. Okay, cool. So I I guess Colt McCoy is going back out there. So we're taking the Dolphins. I, I like the Dolphins here. I really. If Rosen's starting at home, I mean, if we're taking the Dolphins, we have issues. Wh- what's telling me I need to take the Redskins is the problem. Yeah, but it's the other side of that. I know. I mean, I know, but this is the week we might say Pat's finger. I hope we do. I hope we do. Pat, you know, he's a good guy. He doesn't deserve to lose his pinky because the Dolphins can't win one football game, but this this could be it. This is going to be incredible. One of the things, too, is the Dolphins were on bye this week, so I didn't see them do anything bad. So, recency bias, the Redskins look really bad. Yeah, definitely, absolutely collapsed. Okay. Maybe Finn's up Sunday. We'll see. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it so I can hang out with Pat and cheer for the Dolphins the whole time. Brian, what would you see from Redskins Patriots? Um, To kind of play off what you said, I noticed the Patriots were throwing it. It seemed like every down in the first half, which I thought was strange. I mean, the Redskins are pretty bad overall. Why not just, you know, have a mixed game and it's probably a lot easier to run your offense. Yeah. Then comes the second half. Sony Michelle gets going. They start running the ball, and then everything just from there, I mean, it was pretty much over. Sony Michelle, I think, at least had one touchdown, maybe two. I think just one. Finally, he's doing something. I mean, you haven't seen anything from him this season. Yeah, I mean, that was a team to do it against. Uh, if you had him, you, I hope you started him. I mean, it's one of the worst teams in the NFL. You know, the Patriots are scoring thirty, at least 30 against them. So, yeah, pretty much any Patriot, you probably should have started them. Yeah, and, I mean, they, they scored 33, and you're still seeing the stuff on TV about the Patriots being vulnerable and everything because Brady got sacked a few times and his stat line wasn't incredible. But the Patriots just get it done. I, I, I don't think that it's time to say anything negative about the Patriots yet. I mean, they find a way to win each week. They covered the spread. It's all you can ask for. They're a machine out there. You know, you hate to say it. I say, I've said it before. Just if they were in the NF- AFC East, I'd love to see what they play because that division's just always so bad. But they win the Super Bowl all the time. So clearly they're beating the best teams. Yeah. You, know, they, you can't get on them. Yeah, eventually. Maybe not for the entire year. Titans-Bills, uh, this game was just horrendous. I mean, do you all even have anything here? Bills win 14-7. to It was very, very boring. I had most disappointing Marcus Mariota. How is he still a quarterback in this league? He hadn't turned it over at all until this week. I've talked to many Titans fans. None of them want Mariota to be their quarterback. Yeah, I have this disease where every time the Titans are favored by a three or two and a half, I bet on the Titans, and then they lose, and then I yell at local Titans fan, hashtag J. Cole, the entire game, and I pretty much act like it's his fault. Not great for me. I could be better there, but I don't know. It's just what I do. I can't stop it. Brian, what'd you think of this one? I tried to find these highlights on YouTube, and they were nowhere to be found, so that's <laughs> how little the NFL wanted you to see this game. Yeah, we could find a game recap for every single game except for this one. That's pretty incredible. Nothing there. It's, it's perfect. That's exactly. Right, I get I guess is the Bills D legit, you know, 7 points again on the road. Yeah, I guess. God, I mean, that game just sucked. Yeah, whatever. I don't think either of those teams are making the playoffs. Kansas City, Indianapolis, biggest upset of the day comes late on Sunday night. The Colts hold Mahomes to just 13. Oh, man. This was weird. Shay what happened last night? Their offense, offensive line specifically, nowhere to be found. I'm, I saw a stat during the game. This is the first game, and I, I think it's over 20 games that the Chiefs didn't score 25 points or more. And that was our, that was already the longest streak all time. But to go from 25 to just 13, Mahomes was not on his game. Obviously, uh, Damian Williams came back, but he wasn't up to his standards. Sean McCoy fumbled the ball when he holds the ball very loosely. Not surprised. But 
their defense looked good. You know, only gave up the one touchdown, but you know, if you only score one, you're not going to win many games. It's weird. Didn't feel like a game that was going to go under at all. Brissett did not have a great game by any means. Did not throw for a passing touchdown. 150 yards passing. Nothing too impressive, but. Yeah, the Marlon Mack are, had a game. Though. Marlon Mack was great. Most disappointing team, it just has to be the Chiefs. They, they really blew it this weekend. Their run defense was awful. The Colts are just in the backfield constantly. The Colts' offensive line also might be the best in the NFL. Brissett has a lot of time, but T.Y. Hilton still looked a little hurt last night to me. And I don't know. I saw Pat McAfee going off about the Colts being a Super Bowl threat. They're, uh, on, they're on by this week, so at least T.Y. gets to get healed up a little bit more. So good that's point. good. But, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, their their line is terrific. I mean, they're so good. Quentin Nelson's just a bad man. Dude's a beast. Uh, drafted him really high for a reason. But yeah, the Chiefs they just need to get healthy. I think they're fine. I think they'll still be there at the end of the year. You don't want to play them in the playoffs. They do have the best quarterback in the NFL. I still feel comfortable saying that. So, you know, things things should be fine in Kansas City. I think it was just a rough night. Philly. New York Jets. Last game we're going to talk about. This game actually went off at Roosters. Thank God, because I took the Jets. Didn't look great. You took the Jets? Yeah, I think so. Pretty Did sure you see Luke Falk? Did you see how many uh, reps he got at QB1 this week? Yeah, zero, I know. Zero? Yeah, and they I, put him out there. That's kind of my fault. I, I gave you that as my pick of the week, so I'll take some blame. Yeah, you actually changed it. I uh, did change it, but I, I didn't think you'd remember that. Yeah, you changed it. You're on the Browns. I remember. Don't worry. You haven't lost your pick of the week yet. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so you're still alive. But, yeah, Jets, really bad team. Dolphins might f- around go 2-0 and against Jets. I'm going to just say it. If Luke Falk's starting, yes. Yeah. I, Sam Darnold, I think Darnold could probably win at home. Well, I don't know, though. His spleen, he might die still. It is so weird seeing these tweets about him possibly coming back this week and him practicing, but also that he might die. Okay, I mean, I know they're saying the spleen's enlarged, but... Can't you just take the spleen out? People live after they take their spleens out. I don't know, Shay. I mean, maybe they should call you. I don't know anything about spleens. No, what's the – Chris Sims, his, he got his spleen taken out, and he's fine. It's probably because if you get your spleen taken out, he's probably going to be out a few weeks longer than yeah. he would be I otherwise. Mean, yeah. yeah. Out, removal of spleen, because Shay Martin told me to. I mean, come on. If he's going to die from get, getting hit, you know, if your appendix is about to burst, they take it out. I mean, they already have no shot at making the playoffs. They so why really not shouldn't. take it out so this doesn't happen again? Why not just play Luke Falk every single week so Trey Hayden can cut his pinky off? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Poor Trey. Very slept on. <laughs> Very possible. Unfortunate for him, buddy. Brian, do you have any thoughts on the Eagles-Jets? Uh, I was just going to bring up the Eagles defense. Uh, they had a great game. I think it was 35 fantasy points, which is – I, I mean, also started the Eagles. Great job, D. Congratulations, everybody. You had to score a ton. Boyd, Eagles, McCaffrey. I'll show you. It's pretty fun. I had over 200 before last night's game. I had two guys still to go. Jeez. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. Fantasy football is awesome to talk about, which is a great segue into fantasy time. Who were your all's fantasy MVPs from week five? My entire team. Okay. Just fantastic. No, Jameis played great. McCaffrey, obviously. Eagles D. Thielen, 32. Tucker, 16. I mean, everyone on Shea's team. Just terrific. Apologies to Zach Miller. Didn't mean to beat you by over 100, but, you know, it's the name of the game. I mean, big deal. It's fantasy football. Brian, who's your fantasy MVP? I'm going to go with Edelman. He has been pretty shaky this season. A.B. coming back, scared scared the crap out of me. Finally showed up and had a good game last last yesterday, I guess. It was it was great to see. I mean, scored the touchdown, ended up with 110 yards. Uh, finally has a name for himself. Maybe I can trade him before they pick up Diggs. <laughs> uh, Boyd should also get thrown in there. I mean, he 
I don't think he's he had a one game where he had 22, but other than that, it's been it's been pretty rough for him. Bengals suck, and you can tell he's frustrated almost as much as AJ is on that team. Like he wants to get out and have a good game. You could see it yesterday during the game when he scored that touchdown. Man, he went nuts, was screaming through the ball into the crowd. I mean, it was great to see him finally have you know a good time. Yeah, he's tough. Him and James Conner, college teammates at Pittsburgh, just adorable. You know, nice to see those guys doing some stuff. My fantasy MVPs are both going to come from my bench in different leagues. DJ Chark, LSU beast, quickly becoming maybe the most effective Jags receiver since maybe Jimmy Smith. Like, the Jags are not a franchise that have had a good receiving core in our entire lives. He He's really good. I think they really have something in this guy. You could tell in college, but it's great to see him do it at the pro level. And then Will Fuller on my bench in the other league. 50-something points. Wouldn't have mattered. That's gross. Yeah. That on the it, bench. Yeah, got absolutely throttled this week twice. But, you know, I mean, fantasy football is just really not that cool. And in our league that I'm in with Brian, uh, it's very competitive. It's 12 people, $100 entry. It's big-time stuff. And I think that you finally know, like, the proof is in the pudding. It's impossible for a team to go undefeated in fantasy football now that I didn't. You know, I mean, if my team can't do it, it's, it's just confirmed that nobody can do it. <laughs> That's just absurd to talk about. I, I, you were four and zero. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of Jeez. people. I, it wasn't are you me. a UK fan deep down? A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people were saying that my team was going to go undefeated. There's a lot of talk. I didn't really address the talk. Uh, I like to stay steadfast and kind of focus on my matchups. But you know, it looks like it can't be done. You know, your team's lost too. You know. Yeah, I lost. It, and your team's really good. And it's just, it's really hard to go undefeated in fantasy football. I just had to learn the hard way. Yeah, in a league that competitive, it it really is practically yeah. impossible. Oh. Cardinals tie the game. Sorry. Yachty. Over. Uh, let's – yeah, you know, it, it's really tough, especially when people in our league care as much as they do. I don't know. I'm not I'm not worried about it. You know, I lost to you. Your whole team's flawed because Matt Che threw you that lob on the trade. Are, are we ready to say – I'm glad you brought that up. Are we ready to say that Christian McCaffrey might have a better season than Julio Jones? I'm going to divert this question towards the fact that you drafted Alvin Kamara second. Yes, I did. Instead of McCaffrey. I did, and that that hurts. And this would have never happened if you did that. I know, 100%. Yeah. Matt takes Kamara, I take Julio. My team's trash. Your team's probably the best in the league, hands down, not even close. Matt's team may be okay now. Maybe not, you know, 0-5. Yeah. Uh, They're going to win this week, I think. Uh, Yeah, it comes down to the uh, Cleveland kicker needs – I think seven and a half points tonight. Wow, we'll be we'll be definitely tuned into that. I won't be tuned into anything. My team has already been killed. Yeah, whatever. I'll be back. Uh, it's really gonna suck if I end up like six and six or something. That's uh, that would be a tough scene for I me. I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. You got DJ Chark on the bench. I mean, you got some you got some pieces. You can move them around. You just gotta you gotta be open to, to some trades, maybe. Uh, no, I'm not listening to this from you, Corey. Anybody else? I'm not trading anyone. I know everybody's just trying to get over on me. Whatever. That's that's enough about fantasy. Congratulations to both of you all having Christian McCaffrey on your fantasy teams. Thank I you. can't believe you all went to Thank work you. today. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can't believe you haven't partied for the last 24 hours. Uh, what are we looking forward to next week? So we have the Pats minus 17, Thursday Night Football, hosting the Giants. Cool matchups coming up. Seahawks, Browns, Vikings, Eagles, Rams, Niners, Packers, Lions, and a Sunday morning 930 London game. That's what we're talking about. Panthers, Bucks, suddenly... Not that bad of a game to watch. What can you all not wait for? Well, the, uh, always uh, when you wake up on Sunday at 9.30, can turn on NFL. Great start to the day. So definitely just hope this long flight, McCaffrey gets the rest he needs to carry me for another week. Would really love that, buddy. But uh, I got got to go Vikings-Eagles here. 
we have this is already we're in must win situations. Kirk, you got to step up. This is a top team in the NFC. We we got to win. Simple as that. We got to win. I love all these games this weekend. We already talked about the great college slate there is. Rams Niners battle of the NFC West. Seahawks Browns. What a cool matchup that is. How random. And we're going to finally find out something about the Lions on Monday night, which suddenly looks like a decent Monday night football game. Packers hosting the Lions. Uh, Brian, what are you looking at next week? Yeah, I was I was going to go with the Eagles Vikings. Also like Rams uh, Niners. Niners lose tonight. That doesn't look as good, but yeah, if, if they win, I mean that would be a great test for them. Find out if they're a real deal. Same for the for the Rams. I mean they're kind of sliding a little bit. We got to yeah, find out 100%. if if they're gonna you know make another run in the playoffs or if they're even gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, it's in the question. Uh, the Lions game, like you mentioned, would love to see them actually tested. Um, pretty excited about that on Monday night. Maybe actually have a good primetime game. Yeah, because they won in Philly, which looks more and more impressive every week. I'm still not buying the Lions. I don't think they're going to beat the Packers, but I, it, it's really not even your all's business to listen to me about this because I'm never going to give up the fact that the Lions suck and I don't think they're good. Is there anything you all would like to talk to me about? Why is the Skins-Dolphins game not getting flexed to 8.30? I don't know. I would love to watch that at 8.30 with literally everybody we know. It's the game that arguably intrigues me the most this weekend, just for all the wrong reasons. That's true. You know, man, just this finger... I'd love to see Pat not get it cut, but, boy, at the same time, I kind of want to be like, Pat, cut your finger off. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, I think I should get to cut it off. I mean, that's fine. I definitely wouldn't do it. I would watch. Yeah. You would watch? I think I'd watch. I think you should watch. I think it'd be fun. I think, yeah. It, it, it I think wouldn't. Pat needs people there to, you know, comfort him in his Does time. Does he get any of, sort of pain, pain medication for this? Uh, he can do whatever. As long as we cut his pinky off, whatever he wants to do. Should uh, we, like... Ask some medical people first if this is okay. Yeah, we'll give some people some calls. Okay. Should probably get like a cigarette lighter from a car and, and put it on the open wound after you're done to stop the bleeding. I've heard that works. Okay. Well, it, or just get a knife and put it in a fireplace till it's really warm. Honestly, yeah, that too. That'll okay. work. Yeah, we we have this planned. We're ready to rock. We're ready for maybe the Redskins minus three and a half now that we're talking about this. Brian, do you have anything you would like to talk to me about? Nah, I'm good, man. You good? Got nothing for you. I already, I already, I already let you hear it for the fantasy team. I think I think you're all right. I'll give you that. Your team your team is still solid. Like I said, you got the pieces there. You just had a had a tough week. It happens. So. Yeah, I had a tough week. I I shouldn't have been talking all that shit. Yes, I, I don't know. Uh, the cards are back, guys. This was fun. TTYL.